Welcome to Practice That, podcasts for the Practice Manager. Today is Thursday, the 28th of October, 2021. I'm Ann Davis, Faculty Manager with the RACGP, and with me today is Stuart Chan. Stuart is a partner with Kutcher and Neil, an accountancy and finance firm. Stuart, thank you so much for joining us again on this series of podcasts in all things financial. Thank you for having me, Anne. Just a reminder that Stuart is giving us general information and it's always pertinent as a manager to be seeking individual professional advice for your specific situation. So Stuart, previously we talked quite a lot about budgeting and with the big reason as to why practice managers should prepare a budget being to be able to make informed decisions and to have a really strong understanding of the finance of the practice. In fact, I remember you saying the simple act of preparing a budget allows the preparer to better understand the finances, which I found really valuable and reminding me of how useful that exploratory phase is in understanding. One of the topics you mentioned was the concept of break-even. I was wondering whether we could revisit that concept before we start talking about this cost of a consultation. I really like concept of break-even and it flows really nicely on the back end of a budget so the the process really simplistically is we go to the practice and we determine what are the total overheads of the practice or the expenses of the practice okay once we've got that number then we go that's the number we need in in terms of income so but the question is what activities need to happen to generate that level of income so the activity for general practice is consults How many consults do we need to do to actually generate that income? Because remember, it's actually not the total consult fee that the practice manager effectively collects. It's a percentage of that amount. So that then determines how many consults our GPs have to do to generate enough gross medical fees. We can take a percentage of that to cover our costs, that break-even number there. A very important metric also, in, in addition to the number of consults though, is the average fee of each consult. You need that number, the fee, and the number of consults to determine the total income amount as well. So what the practice manager can do is have that target of a number of consults to break even, but then also using those numbers to hopefully make a profit. Yeah, absolutely. And profit's not a dirty word for medical practices. It's actually something that you need. Practices need to generate some profit so they can have the ability to reinvest it into the practice, put in better computer systems and and all the stuff that you know very well, Anne. And to reward the practice owners as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually quite important to make the distinction between the clinician GP, the practice and the practice owner when we're talking about finance just making sure we know which perspective we're coming from. Such a good point, Anne, because when practice managers uh, have multiple hats on, and they might in fact be all three, as it were. (laughs) So it's important to have that high level understanding of who's who. So you start with your clinicians or the doctors themselves. They're the ones providing the consults, of course, and they receive typically 65% of every dollar of consulting income. And I use that as a generalization, of course, 65% because for every dollar of consult income they get, they give 35%, right, to the practice. And that's the income that the practice manager gets, right? So that's the practice, the 35%. So the doctor's 65%, practice is 35%. And with that 35%, 
our practice managers need to cover the costs and also hopefully generate a profit. And it's that profit that goes to the practice owners, as it were. So if we do that again, it's $1 of consulting income, 65 goes to the doctor, 35 is available for the practice. But if the practice is only using 30% of the 35% that they've received, profits 5% for the practice owners. And that leads us into this whole discussion of a cost of a consult, which is, are we actually covering our costs, our overheads from our consulting activities, as it were? It might surprise people that practices often don't make a lot of money, if any, purely from the consulting activities. So if you think of a pie chart, so the consulting income, so let's think about a bulk billing practice. So we're talking Medicare income. So for every dollar of Medicare income that the practice receives and collects on behalf of the doctors, it gives 65% to the doctor which means we have 35 cents left over of that dollar to pay our overheads. And that's where the budget's so important. So if we're spending 35% on overheads, so premises and equipment, staffing, salary and wages, you know, medical supplies, et cetera, then there's actually no profit left over. And the profit that is available for the practice owner is actually the other income in the practice. So that other income is typically the pathology income, if they're subleasing rooms out, or the incentive income. So the PIPs, the SIPs, the PNIPs, etc. So in fact, more and more practices are heavily reliant upon that other source of income to generate a profit for the practice owners. And that's the profit that is available to reinvest in the practice, as well as reward the practice owners. And so that's why the budgets and knowing the cost of a consultation is really important because particularly income that's coming through things like the PIP incentives, that can change incredibly quickly. Change of legislation may suddenly delete that particular income stream. And for a business to be sustainable, it needs to be looking at the income and revenue that is from the exertion of the actual work of the practice of that business. So I think what you're saying is it is really important to understand where the dollars are coming from and where the dollars are going to. Absolutely. So, and it's powerful information for the practice managers so that they can put into place strategies to try and generate a sustainable level of profitability or at least know where they are so that they can you know, make alternative arrangements. One of the metrics we look at is to at least ensure that you are covering the cost of providing your services from the Medicare income. Better if you can make a profit. So ideally your pie chart, if you were to look at it for the every dollar of Medicare income for a bulk billing practice, you'd have 65% to the doctors and hopefully 30% expended on overheads, leaving you something like a 5% profit. And on top of that, you would add in your other income. So for the practice manager that's listening, what are the key things that they should take away from this conversation? I think understanding the factors that drive income. So understanding the MBS would be very important so that they're billing what they can bill. So chronic disease management, the incentive income being such an important part of the financial viability of practice. So understanding the standard whole patient equivalent and the impacts that has on your incentive income. 
practice managers can also use that, the cost of a consult concept that we've talked about, and obviously just do the budget and actually understand the finances. So even if the numbers suggest that the financial performance isn't as good as they thought, it's a starting point that they can then implement some changes, you know, and work in conjunction with the practice owners. Absolutely. And certainly I've worked with practices where they haven't known what the numbers are. And even when you do talk about the numbers, it's a little bit like head in the sand. But at least if the manager has the numbers and presents them and talks about the numbers with the practice owners, they're one step further to actually having that sustainability and then that profitability. Couldn't agree more, Anne. Thanks once again. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks, Anne. That brings us to the end of this podcast. Till next time, goodbye and be kind to each other.